You know, the thought hit me, it's, uh, it's a very unusual week in America when you celebrate things that God destroyed two cities for. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's called Sodom and Gomorrah. And um, I, I want to give you this word of encouragement, though. As the world sometimes grows darker, those who really know God grow brighter. And, and don't be discouraged at all because, remember, in the end, God always wins. And sometimes you kind of, you kind of like, what's going on? What's going on in our world? And, well, it's what unsaved people do. The question is, what are the saved people doing to counter what the unsaved people do? See, the responsibility is on us to be a light in a dark place, to speak truth when there's no one speaking. And as I was looking in Joshua 23, and it's really interesting how the songs parallel the message, and we don't plan it that way. You know, it's just like Holy Spirit just says, let me just show you what I'm doing here. And, and I, I want to give you the, the kind of the highlight of this message, then we're going to go into it. But uh, the, the three things that I want you to remember is God is bigger than you think. I want you to, to get an idea of what God can do in your life, and I want you to double that number, whatever that is. Double that picture, that concept. What can God do? God is bigger than you think. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians 3, 20, it says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think. So if you examine your heart, what are you asking God for? He says, I can do more than that. Not just a little bit. I can do exceedingly abundantly beyond that. What are you thinking about? What are you asking for? God says, I can do more than that. What I want you to do is to ask. On one occasion, uh, Jesus says to his disciples, up to this point, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask that it might be granted, that your joy might be made full. And really, we don't, we're not serving a reluctant God. We're serving a willing God, a God who wants to shower blessings, power, authority on his children. But we have to be willing to ask in faith. And believe that God is going to do what God says God will do. It's really simple. You know, it's so simple that, you know, it gets lost in all that's going on and all the noise that's in our world. Second thing is this one. You are stronger than you think. You ever heard people say, well, I just don't know what I can do. Really? You're creating the image of God and you don't know what you can do? You have opportunity on every hand. You don't know what you can do? No, you, you can actually do more than you think. You're actually stronger than you think you are. And then life is better than you think. People just moan life. You ever heard them? They're like, I don't know what we're going to do. The world is falling apart. It's going to hell. Da, 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 da. Really? Looks pretty good to me. I'm in a battle. I'm a warrior. God didn't save me to hide me away somewhere and get and so that nothing ever goes wrong. He put me in a battle for a reason. He put you in a battle for a reason. You said, well, I didn't know that when I got saved. Well, too, too bad. You are. How's that? 
You know, I, I know when we come into faith in Christ, we all come by different ways. Some of us come by, hey, I'm just fear. I just don't wanna, I don't wanna be separated from God. Some come out just pure love of God, just woos them in. Whatever it is, you don't know everything that you're going to know when you first come to faith in Christ. You just know, I wanna follow after Jesus who died on the cross, was buried and rose from the dead. That's all I know really at salvation. But then all of a sudden I begin to realize it doesn't take long that I'm in a battle. Wow, I got this flesh that's always trying to pull me away from God. I got the world that's always trying to corrupt my thoughts. And I've got God who just, who's a still small voice says, I love you. Let me show you what I can do in you and through you if you let me do that. Last week, we talked a little bit about American faith and about uh, our goal was to have a billboard in New York City. It's a pretty audacious goal, really. And it's in a city that is uh, really just given over to hedonism, given over to greed, and uh, given over to wokeism, um, no doubt about it. But we thought, what better place to, to have that? And we put the challenge out to you, and I just want to let you know that as of June 1st, this week, we uh, were in New York City. We want to show you some pictures. And uh, there it is. That's actually on the NASDAQ building, so it's a pretty prominent place. We've got a couple of more slides we can show you where it is. And uh, amen. And then we have, uh, we have five more weeks, so we, we're, we're six weeks. It'll be shown 100 times a day for seven days, each of those week sections. And we also have July 4th, so we're gonna, we'll change it up. We'll change up the message a little bit. We'll do some things, and we're just going to, to see what God can do with it. You know, and it was one of those things where sometimes opportunity comes, and your first thought is, where am I going to get the money, or will this really come through? Is this really possible? And I, I think what you have to do is just realize when God puts this creative, gutsy idea on you, go for it. It's almost like when we do the ridiculous, God does the supernatural. Because you go like, if you're crazy enough to trust me for that, I'm going to go ahead and just give it to you. And think about, put yourself in, a, in the perspective of a heavenly father, and, but now bring it down to earthly. Like, if your child asks you for something that's reasonable, right, safe, all those kind of things, what do you say? Do you always say no, or do you say, well, you know, let's think about that. Why do you want that, and what are you going to do with that? And, and you always find ways to do it. And then if you're a grandparent, anything they ask is okay. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, that's great. You know, you're going to get hyped up with sugar. Yeah, come on. This is the way life should be. But you see, your heavenly father, when he looks at you and you ask him for things, he's saying, let me figure out your motive. Let me see what I can do. And God wants to just pour out on us blessings beyond measure. We just have to be willing to accept and receive. If I look at God, see, my view of God determines how God lives and works in my life. If my view of God, if I have a low view of God, God's angry, God's selfish, God doesn't want anything for me, then guess what? God is, does exactly what I expect him to do. If I say, no, God is, is just this amazing God who's generous and loves me, even in spite of me, 
Now all of a sudden, God is just, he's like, let me see what I can do for you. And God, I'm sinful. He goes, yeah, you don't need to tell me that. I got eight billion of you on planet Earth. What I want to know is, do you love me in spite of your weaknesses? Will you pursue me with all your heart in spite of your weaknesses? Will you trust me in the darkness until the light comes? You see, God is bigger than you think. Amen? Amen. Joshua chapter 23. Let's look at scripture together. He says, you have seen all that the Lord your God has done, all of these nations because of you. For the Lord your God, he is... He is, is, is the one who has fought for you. The Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight, and you shall possess the land as the Lord your God promised. Now remember, this is Joshua. He's, he's now advanced in ages. He's going to, in his age, he's going to phase out here in the next chapter. And he says, now, I want you to look back. Can you look back and see all that God has done for you? Can you just look back for a minute and say, what has God really done? in your life. And if you don't take an inventory once in a while and, and, and look at what God's done, you think, well, God really hasn't done much for me. God has done so much, but we lose track of all the goodness of God in our life, and that causes us to doubt the present or the future. You see, the Bible was written so that we could read all that God has done and be encouraged by the fact that what God has done in the past, God will do in the future as well. Amen? And then he reminds us in this section that the battle is really the Lord's. You see, yeah, I've got to be engaged in this thing, but ultimately, who's going to win the battle? It's the Lord. That's why God waits for us to go, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he goes, good. We finally got you there, right? I've been trying to get you there for years. Well, God, I've just, I, I, I just, I don't know which way to turn. Perfect. You call all your friends, they give you all bad advice that doesn't work, and then finally, what do you do? God, I'm desperate. Good, I like it when you're weak, because then I can be strong. See, when you're strong, you don't need God. Well, I can handle that. God says, go ahead. I'll give you a few other things, too. I'll let you see how well you do with handling all your stuff. Or I love this one. I only ask God for the big stuff. I can handle all the little stuff. Really? That's interesting. How's that going for you? God says, by everything, with prayer and supplication, with your, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Whatsoever things are good and lovely and pure, worthy of praise, think on these things. You see, God reminds us, by everything, with prayer and supplication, don't leave anything out. Do you pray for a parking spot? Sure, why not? Somebody beat me to it? They must have prayed harder. Amen. <laughs> but pray about everything. Just allow yourself to just be in a constant state of just giving praise and, and asking God as you walk and as you live, as you breathe, as you do whatever you do. Just let your life be an atmosphere of his presence. So that everywhere you go, you just feel the presence of God. You feel the goodness. You're reminded of a great God. You see, you're stronger than you think, too. In Joshua chapter 23, look at verse 6 through 10. Therefore, be very courageous. You see, even though God fights your battles, he says you need to be courageous. You know what that means? You have to open your mouth when you don't want to. It means you have to be bold when you don't want to. It means you have to be willing to take a hit once in a while from somebody who doesn't understand. You have to be courageous. 
I don't think courage is something you can really teach. I think it's just something you do. You see a situation, you go, this situation demands somebody to stand up and do something. Why not me? Let it be me. He says, be very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses. You see, if you'll live your life by the word of God, you'll know what to do. Read it. Read it again. Read it again. Memorize it. Read it again. Just let it constantly be a part of your life. And the word of God is going to be life to your very being. And those words are going to come back. They're going to start to resonate with you. And you're going to begin to go, oh, that verse applies right here. People say, well, I'm not very good at memorization. No, you're not very good at repetition. Memorization's easy. It's repetition that you don't want to do. Right? There used to be a day when we knew everybody's phone numbers. Remember that? That was four phones, mobile phone. I could just give somebody's number all the time. You know why? Because it was repetition. Now I don't have to. I just go like I go to my, my favorites. I push the button. You know, what's their number? I don't know. Don't need to know. But you see, repetition, if you'll read, take, pick a book of the Bible you love, pick one chapter out of that that the, you love the most, and read it every day for 30 days. You'll be surprised how much you've memorized. Because the Holy Spirit will take that repetition, and he'll begin to use it in your life, and you'll begin to speak those words. You're going, wow, this is amazing. And you'll begin to see, uh, you'll be like a life spring around you. People go, wow, that's so amazing because the word of God is living and it's, it's active in your life. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's able to separate the soul and the spirit and the bone and the marrow. And when it does that, it discerns the true intentions of your very heart. And that's why you read the word of God because you need to know what your, where your heart is. If your heart is wrong, the word of God will teach you. If you're not in the word of God, you can justify any behavior in your life. Well, I prayed about it. I felt pretty good about it. Prayer is not a discerner of truth. The word of God is a discerner of truth. People do crazy things because they say God told them to. Well, how do you know God told you? Which God told you to do that? He says, now, the reason why, look what it says. Lest you turn aside from it on the right hand, or to the left, lest you go among those nations, those who remain strong, these who remain strong among you. You shall not make mention of the name of their gods. Now, this is really an interesting concept. You see, sometimes what we do is we spend so much time talking about foreign gods, foreign idols, Satan or whatever, that we get sidetracked and don't talk about God. He said, don't even mention their names. They're not worthy to be on your lips. Do not let their authority be over you. Speak the name of God. Let that name be above everything else. It says, nor cause anyone to swear by them. I mean, I know there are people that have, you know, all kinds of false gods in their life, and they haven't even thought about it. Idols in their life, they don't even think about it. Go back and think about it. Is there anything I've got in my life that's taken me away? I remember I was asked one time, well, what sign of the zodiac are you under? It was really a bad question to ask me. I said, well, I'm under the sign of the blood of the lamb. And she said, no, 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 I, I know that, I know that. But, but no, no, I mean, you know, like, when were you born? I said, I'm not telling you. I don't want to get pigeonholed in fate. I don't live by fate. I live by faith. 
See, that's the difference. Because now if you think that the star you were born under, the constellation you were born under determines your future, you're already messed up. Really? Well, I was reading my horoscope today. Well, quit. Don't do that. Why? Because that's foreign gods. You're called to be a separate people. Separate yourself from the stuff of the nations and be a holy people. Be a true people. Doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but you know, there's some things that are pretty obvious. You go, I don't think I should be doing that. I don't think I should be thinking that. I'm not going to do that. This woman would not leave me alone that night. We were at some party, and she well, come, she came, come on, really, seriously, now that nobody's around, tell me, what, what, when you were born? I thought, you demon-possessed woman, get away, get away from me. Leave me alone. I didn't say it to her, but I thought it. Look what it says. You shall not serve them or bow down to them, but you shall hold fast to what, who? The Lord, the Lord. Did you hear that? The Lord your God. As you have done to this day, for the Lord has driven out from before you great and strong nations. But as for you, no one has been able to stand against you to this day. You know, when we fall, when we fail, when we falter, it's because we're not standing with the Lord. Because even when things go wrong, if you're standing with the Lord, somehow it feels different. Have you ever noticed that? It's like God gives you a strength, like, man, I went through that a really tough situation, or I had a setback, or I lost a job, or whatever, but somehow you have a confidence. But see, when you're, when you're walking away from God, then fear rises up inside of you. The Bible says the wicked flee when no one is pursuing, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. The wicked flee when no one is even after them. And I'm not paranoid. I know everybody's after me. Amen? <laughs> but you see what happened. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, or stands in the way of sinners, or sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is on the law of the Lord. And on his law does he dwell both day and night. And he shall be like a tree that's planted by the springs of water that yields its fruit in all of its seasons. But the wicked are not so. But they shall be like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, they shall not stand in the congregation of the righteous. That's Psalm 1. Think about just getting the word of God in you and what it does. I can be strong because he's in me and I've released him in me to be strong. Look what it says here. One man of you shall chase a thousand. You see, God doesn't care about the odds. We think, well, the odds are against me. Really? Well, how big is your God? Your God must not be very big. Remember, David, he went out there against this giant Goliath. David was probably five foot tall. Goliath was 10. And David looked at him and said, you know, this guy's too big to miss. Right? Right? He had a stone. He, this guy's the biggest target in town. And David had courage because he had been meditating in the word of God. And he says, who is this Philistine um, that, that defiles the armies of the most high God? And the guy laughs at him. He says, you come with me against me with sticks. I come against you with the sword. He said, I'll take that sword. I'll cut your head off. Pretty gutsy move, right? 
Guess what old David did? He went back to town with a head in one hand and a sword in the other. He said, well, that doesn't seem very Christian. Oh, give me a break. That gives me a pain I can't locate. Amen? Listen, we're in a battle. And we have to be true unto the Lord. He says, for the Lord your God is he who fights for you as he promised. He keeps reminding us, you know, I promised you something. You know, the Bible is a promise book. You just have to go find one for you. What's the promise you need? What are you going through? You need a promise. God has a solution for that. You see, when you stand up for what is right, God will supply the strength for that. You have to just say, I'm just going to do what's right. Well, there's consequences to that. Yeah, and there's blessings to that. Are you going to lay up for yourself treasures here on earth or in heaven? Where do you want to be blessed? What if you, what if you lived with great riches and long life here on earth and you were a pauper for eternity? How would that feel? That didn't sound so good. But that's what Jesus said. He said, here's the command. Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither thief nor rust nor moth can corrode, but lay up for yourself treasures not, not here on earth, but in heaven where none of that stuff can happen. So are you, are you investing in eternity? You invest in one of the ways you do it is you just walk with the Lord. Another way you do it is you stand up for what is right. Another way you do it is you serve the Lord. Just serving. I don't really have time, really. You got as much time as anybody else. I always laugh when I, I talk to college students because they tell me how busy they are. You know, and I say, well, you just wait. You think you're busy now. Wait, wait till you get married, have a couple of kids. You're trying to keep a job. You're trying to, you know, keep everybody happy around. I mean, you just, you just wait. You're making mortgage payments. You're doing all this stuff. You're like, wait, wait. You're not busy. It ain't stress. It's a paid vacation <laughs> compared to real life. Amen? Some of you know what I'm talking about, and the rest of you are going, yeah, he just doesn't know my schedule. All right. You see, the odds are always in your favor. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't matter how it feels. You don't live your life by feeling. You live your life by faith. Next week, I'm, week I'm really excited because we've got uh, Vody Buckman is going to be here and speak to us. I don't know how many of you know that. He's been on Fox News, I don't know, half a dozen times. He's from Zambia. And he is one of the most powerful speakers you're ever going to hear. Make sure you come, bring some people with you. And then I'm, I'm going to be interviewing on that day uh, the guys from Ukraine. They just got back on Saturday. We're going we're gonna to give you a, a scoop on what, they're, what they saw, what they heard, what they felt. And Vody is going to speak to us, and I, it's going to be fantastic. And then if you're marking your calendar, mark your calendar for June 26th, all right? That's the last Sunday of the month. Because then we're going to have Jonathan Isaac the, from the Orlando Magic uh, basketball player. He's the one guy who did not bow his knee during Black Lives Matter. And he's going to be here with us. He's about 7'5 with his hair. He's, he's actually 6'10", but his hair goes straight up. And, then, and he decided, and he also committed to stay over because our kids' camp starts. He's gonna, and our theme is on basketball. He's going to stay over and hang out with the kids on Monday morning. So God's doing some good stuff. Just make sure you don't miss Sunday. I mean, Sunday is just too good a day to miss. Amen? Amen. You see, life is better than you think. 
Life is better than you think. If you ever kind of run short on, on, on your money and you go like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I don't have any money. I wish I had a better, wish, 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 wish. But yet, in, in reality, it's better than you think it is. Because you live in a land of opportunity. You have skills and you have talent and you have health. You have all of these things. Just commit those unto the Lord. Say, God, I'm going to give those to you. God, will you prosper me in the way? Will you protect me? Will you guide me? Let me enjoy what I have here in life. There's a lot of things to enjoy in life. Just a smile can be enjoyable. Just your children or your, somebody else's children. You look at kids, go, look how much fun they're having. And I, I was sitting at a, at a table the other day, and some people were laughing, and they were laughing more than we were, and I thought, I, I don't like that. <laughs> I want to be the funniest table in the restaurant. Amen? I want to have more fun than anybody else. Set your goal there. I just want to have, I want to have a good time. I want to enjoy life. Look what it says, Joshua 23, 14. You know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass. Not one of them has failed. See, what God said he'd do, God has done. That's because God's word is true. God's word is just true. When people question the word of God, I say, well, it's true. They say, well, I don't believe it. I said, well, then our discussion's over. I'm not going to debate you. I don't have to debate you. I can't prove something to you that you've already discounted. If you want to have a discussion about why it's true, I can do that. You see, and God wants to bless you. If you just understand that truth. God wants to bless you. The Bible says that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's Hebrews 11. When I seek him, he says, I'd like to reward you. Would that be okay? Yes, God, that's what I want. Look at Psalm 84. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Did you see that scripture? No good thing will he withhold from you when you walk uprightly. What if I don't walk uprightly? Then he's going to hold some stuff back. He's going to may have put you in time out for a little while. Amen? But you see, he doesn't withhold. He's not, a, he's not trying to hold things back from you, from those who walk uprightly. For the Lord uh, of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. You know what the word blessed means? It means happy. Happy is the man, the woman, the boy, the girl that trusts in God. You see, it's God's promises are for you. Not, not just for someone else, they're for you too. Amen? Look at Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. So let's just go through some of the benefits of God here. Look what it says who forgives all your inequities. There's no sins that he doesn't forgive. He forgives them all. When you ask, he forgives them all. Well, what about that one? No, that one too. Sometimes men will come up to me after service and they'll say, man, I just don't know if God can forgive me. You can't believe me, believe what I've done. I said, well, tell me. And they'll tell me. And I say, you're an amateur. I got, see that guy over there? All your inequities, he says. He forgives all your inequities. And look what he says. He heals all your diseases. 
So he's a healer God. He's a forgiving God who redeems your life from destruction. He buys you out of slavery and puts you into uh, his family as a son or a daughter who crowns you with loving kindness. How'd you like to have a crown? And the crown on you is loving kindness. When I'm not loving and kind, it's because I'm not walking the spirit. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. It doesn't matter. It, it, he crowns you with loving kindness. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long-suffering. All these things, you see, that's him in you. You say, well, I went through that list. I got about five of those. It's not your list. It's the quality of the Holy Spirit. When he's in you, he has all nine of those qualities. And when you fill with the Spirit, you project all of those out of your life because you're filled with the Spirit of God. Some of you are naturally patient. Some of you aren't. And when those of you aren't, when you're filled with the Spirit, you can be patient. See how it works? It says, he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. What does that mean? Does that mean nice dinners? No, it means out of your mouth come the words of the Lord. It means out of your mouth comes blessing, not cursing. Life, not death. He, he, at your mouth, you're satisfied. You go, I like, I like what I'm saying here. And so that your youth is renewed like that of an eagle. So you rise up. You've got strength now you didn't have before. Before you're wandering around like a turkey, but now you're an eagle. Amen? I mean, let's just rise up and be an eagle. Amen? For the glory of God. Stand with me, would you? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have forgiven, you've healed, you've redeemed, you've crowned us, you satisfy our mouth, that we might rise up, we might be strong. Not, not like just someone who doesn't know you, God, but someone who knows the Lord, knows who we are, and walks in the fullness of the Spirit of God. I pray right now, everyone in this room, just commit yourself unto the Lord. Just say, Lord Jesus, I commit myself to you. Fill me with your Spirit. Bring goodness and mercy and love and joy, power, protection, prosperity on me, O oh God. Let me be really your child in every way and may people know where I stand. And if you don't know the Lord, call on the Lord. The Bible says if you call upon his name, he will hear, he'll respond, and he will save you. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Call on the Lord today. Let's give him glory.